just to share a little thought with you you're 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 probably thinking oh it's a new year some of you have even written down your 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 plans some of you have um, have been working on your dreams some of you are realizing your purpose what you're supposed to be doing and some are not even sure what they're supposed to be doing you know and um, i will be very sincere with you if someone ever told you that to understand what you're supposed to be doing you need to go to a you need to go to b you need to go and see this person you need to read this book you need to l- listen to that person you need to uh, listen to that motivational speaker you need to do that you need to do this um i'm sorry to announce to you but you have been lied to. you have been lied to. and the reason why i said that is this the motivational speaker did not create you whoever that they have directed your attention to or whatever they've directed your attention to to go and seek the advice they didn't create you they didn't form you they didn't give you the future that you have neither did they give you the purpose that you have neither did they know you before you were in your mother's womb you know it's only god that can talk like that god told the prophet he said before you were in your mother's womb he said i knew you <laughs> and before then he said i made you a prophet to the nations in other words before you were even formed in the womb god knew you and he already gave you your purpose your vision and how your life and your future should be he already pre- prepared it to you your life you coming to the world might be a mistake to your parents maybe they didn't plan for you maybe you just happened to your parents but not to god he said before you were in your mother's womb he said i know you and i've ordained you <laughs> so before you were ever in your mother's womb god knows you he knew you and he gave you a purpose he gave you he gave you a life to live he gave you a future so someone now is thinking so what is it now that i don't even understand what i'm supposed to be doing why is it now that i'm almost 40 i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing why is it that i am i am in my 20s and i've been trying to find out what I, why was i born and i don't know one answer every other answer is a lie one answer is because you don't know who has created you it's because you don't know who created you let's 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 bring it um, to the natural realm when a child is born at some times in the process of the child discovering is or herself they would tell him the history of the parents so that he or she can understand where he or she is coming from and that way the child gets some kind of understanding about why he talks the way he talks why he walks the way he walks some those other general natural things the child understands why just by looking at the parents now we're talking about god who created you and knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb who gave you a future who created you in his own image and in his own likeness <laughs> who gave you a purpose in fact he created you because of that purpose and you want to know that purpose without knowing him <laughs> 
It's not possible. So you've got to understand God. You've got to be in relationship with God. That's the only time. That's the only when you begin to understand why you were born. Because our lives are dependent and connected to God. Because we were not animals did not create us. Scientists did not create us. God created us. In his own image and in his own likeness. In other words, he created us to look like him and function like him. So we can only understand ourselves by knowing him. By being in a cordial and deep, intimate relationship with him. Like Paul said. That's the only way we can know we can know ourselves. You know, I, I've said this again and again. When if you if you decide not that you want to begin to study about Jesus Christ in the scriptures, amazingly, you will begin to find out things about you while studying about Jesus Christ. Why? Because the Bible says, In him we live and move and have our being. We are one. The Bible says that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. One spirit. We are connected. You cannot know yourself except you have known him. You cannot find your purpose except you have found him. Except you have come to Ayah, to his throne. You have come to his place. You have come to reside in his compound. You can't. He is the only one that will reveal your purpose, your visions to you in the place of prayer. He's the master communicator. He will guide you into the things that you're supposed to be doing. God is ever faithful. He's ever faithful in guiding us to make sure that we fulfill our purpose. Because at the end of the day, when we stand before God on that judgment day, we are standing to be judged based on what he has called us, created us, formed us to do. Based on our purpose. That's how we're going to get judged from. That will be the, 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 the criteria with which we'll be judged. Based on what he called us to do. Based on that purpose that he gave to you before you were in your mother's womb. So you can see how important it is for us to know God. To be in a cordial relationship with God. That's just one reason. One great reason. Out of so many. And that's why God knows. He knows that. In the, in the Garden of Eden. The Bible lets us know that you know Adam and Eve. They ate of the fruit. And they were disconnected from God. There was a disconnect. This was the same guy, the same man that God will come down and walked in the garden with him. The Bible called him the friend of God. Imagine God just coming down to, you know, to chill with you, to gist with you. God was creating and Adam was creating also. God created and brought what he created to Adam and said, give it a name. He was called a friend of God. A friend of God in the class of God. There was a connection. You can see from the beginning it's been there. God looked at Adam and he was proud at what he has created. If you study the book of Genesis, when God formed Adam with his hand, with that clay, the Bible says that God breathed into Adam and Adam became a living soul. In other words, the life, the living soul, the spirit of Adam came from inside God. There is a connection. There is a connection. He came from inside God. Praise God. Came from inside God. So there is a connection. And when Adam and Eve ate of that fruit that they were instructed by God not to eat, 
they ate the fruit they ate the fruit and they fell there was there was there was a disconnect oh libra kizazosha you know it's important who you listen to the kind of people you're working with the kind of people you call your peers it's so important the people you sit and talk with it is it is important those are the kind of choices you make consciously you just don't let it happen you make those choices by your lifestyle for example if you if you if you if you go to a club every friday you will meet people who goes to clubs and they will influence you the club way so it's it's important and why why did i say that because when adam ate of that fruit and god came down as of other times to chill and chat and have fun with adam the bible says that adam and eve eat themselves and the bible says that god called out to adam where are you adam where are you my friend he said i'm 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 here i'm hiding he said why are you hiding he said because i'm naked oh god's response was the reason why i said what i said god said who told you that you are naked who have you been listening to who have you submitted yourself your mind and your thoughts to he said who told you that you are naked where did you get that information i wish you know the weight of that question that god asked adam This is who told you? Where did you get that knowledge from? Because I didn't give you that knowledge. I didn't give you that information. I didn't give you that mindset or mentality. That's not from me. He said, who told you? Because when I created you, I brought you, ah, yeah, I brought you out from within myself. So you are like me. For you to say that you are naked and you are hiding yourself. Ah, who told you? You must have been listening to someone. You must have been talking to the person you are not supposed to be talking with. Ah, yeah. He was. This is who told you you are naked. It's important who you listen to. Oh yeah, you know um you know she's been my friend for 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 over 30 years since when we were little. You know and you know whenever I have issues I go to, to her, you know we give ourselves her advice and you know it's good. And you are a Christian. Your friend who is not a Christian has become your advisor even 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 if it is that your even if your friend is a christian it is expedient that you do not submit or 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 rely on anyone for advice why because you have the holy ghost is your counselor is your yeah your, your your chief yeah your chief counselor Jesus said he said he will guide you from within he will teach you from within he will remind you of the things that have taught you The Bible says in the, in the book of Psalms he said blessed are they are those that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly walking in the counsel in the advices of the ungodly even if the advice is right for the fact that it came out of the mouth of an unbeliever it's contaminated it's contaminated it will not work for you you are a christian you function in a different place in a different standard in a different level in a different horizon you play by a different set of rules These are the things that you 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 you've got to have to sit down and spot in your life at the beginning of this year so that it will guide you through so that you not find yourself just automatically unconsciously falling into the wrong decisions doing the wrong things being involved in the things that you're not supposed to be involved with
someone that chose not to go out with some kind of people and chose to be indoors to do the things that are productive. You might not see the result now. Give it some years. Give it some years. You will see the difference. <laughs> it will show immediately. Those that goes out to do all sort of things, so they want to have fun. I just want to live, and they are doing that. There are those who are in their bedroom or in their house. They are studying. They are doing research. They are doing all sort of things. It's a matter of years. We will see the difference. Just give it some years. It doesn't take too long. And then you see such people come out and become great, and you wonder how they did it. You were partying when they were busy building their lives. It's because you were doing different things at important time. The times that are so important to your life that cannot be repeated. So it's, it's expedient who you spend your time with. And that's why I said at the beginning of this year, it's, it's important that you become a student of the word. If you don't have anything to study or to read, pick your Bible. And don't let your Bible be the last thing you want to read. Let it be the first. See, I'm, I'm saying this because I want you to, 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 to come up to a level that you, you, that you totally trust God with your life in this year. The Bible lets us know how God, how God, you know, again and again in the scriptures, we saw how God carried the Israelites. God's people, he carried them. Who were the ones that always messes up? They always broke their own part of the deal. The children of Israel, God never broke his part of the, of, the, of, the, of the deal. Never. In fact, he makes a promise to, to, to one, to, to a generation, and, and even, you know, the child comes, he still continues the blessing that he made with, that, with the father of that child, even though that child is not working right. He still continues the blessing on him. It never breaks his word. Wouldn't you like and love to submit your life to God, to that kind of a God? Someone that is trusted, trustworthy, dependable. You can bank on him. If he tells you this, what I'm going to do with your life, he will do it. Just let him build you. Let him guide you. Submit yourself to the lordship of the word and of his spirit. That's all you need. So you can't, you can't, you can you can be having some kind of expectations while you are disconnected from the one who gave you the expectations. It won't work. You will only contaminate the expectation, and it will not be for the glory of God. It won't. Praise the Lord. Are you following me? I'm going to read you uh, some scriptures. Oh, hallelujah. How faithful God is. I want you to trust him with your life. I want you to trust him with your life. Oh, hallelujah. We saw how God carried, carried the children of Israel, but he never broke his deal. He never broke his words. He never. They rebelled against God. They rebelled against God. Isaiah chapter number 63. Very quickly. Isaiah chapter number 63. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter number 63. This was the same God who told Abraham, he said, leave your father's house to a land that I will show you. <laughs> Imagine somebody tells you, um, just go out. And when you, when, you, when you get on the road, then I'll tell you where you are going. Allah <laughs> dila God told Abraham, he said, he said, leave your father's house, just go 
to a land that I will show you. Show me the land first. Then I will go to the place. At least I know where I'm going. How can I be a man that is a, that is that is a, that, 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 that's going out without a destination? I, I know that's what you say because you're so logical. God told Abraham. He said, go out of your father's house to a land that I will show you. And Abraham stepped out in faith. The Bible says that Abraham grabbed his wife, his, um, his, um, his brother's son, Lot. He grabbed everything that he owned, everything that belonged to me, everything. He left nothing behind to tell you that hey, yeah, this guy trusted God's word to the letter. He grabbed everything. He didn't leave some things behind. He said, ah, maybe in case God didn't speak up to tell me where I'm going, let me just leave some parts at least if I... I can always come back. I will not have too much load to bring my stuff back. <laughs> I know that's what some of you would have done. Just to be, you know, just to be on the safer side. Haya! Safer side with God. Lepakatalabaya. Are you kidding me? You want to be, a, be on the safer side with God. <laughs> Abraham grabbed everything that belonged to him. Everything. Left nothing behind. Proof of his faith and trust in God. And when they asked Abraham, he said, where are you going? He said, I'm going to a city whose builder is God, Kataya. He had the response here. He had a response for them. I'm sure they would have looked at him like, is he all right? You are looking for a land or a city whose builder is God. Or that God is the builder. Is he, is he crazy? I know some of you would tell him if you if it was in this time. I know some of you would tell him, has God become a constructor or a, a contractor? Is God an architect now? He said, I'm looking for his, for a city whose builder is God. He had a response. And the Bible says he left. And look at his life. Ever glorious. Ever glorious. Abraham was so rich, his wife was jealous of him. <laughs> so rich, so blessed. And what, how? Just by following simple instructions by God. Look at what God told him. He said, I will bless you and, and your seed. He told him, he said, he will make Abraham great. And God kept his words. Now we call Abraham the father of faith. The owner of the earth. Won't you put your trust and your life in the hands of that God? Never broke his word. Never. No one record that God broke his words. Not only did he bless Abraham, Abraham had a yalika tola bahaya. You know, Abraham was hold with his wife. They didn't have a children of um, have a child of their own. Then what did he do? Abraham told God and said, oh, you know, you know, I have so many servants. This guy had thousands of servants that he was feeding morning, afternoon, and night. He was feeding them. That's how rich he was. The, the, the servants he has alone in his house, they were enough to fight as an army to win a city. And they did it. To tell you how nourished <laughs> they were. Thousands. Just counting the men. The women and the children not counted. Thousands of servants. Not only was Abraham blessed. So I said, you know, Abraham went to God and said, well, I can make one of uh, um, the, 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 the children of my servants, I can make them my heir. God said, no, you're going to have your own child. At a very old age, God told, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, you're going to have your own child. The Bible says that God appeared with two angels, like a man. 
God walked by. Abraham, being a prophet of God, he knew that these men were not different. He called them in, entertained them. them. The Bible says that one of them, who was the Lord? It was the Lord. One of them, one of those three men was God. Entertained them. And he said to Abraham, he said, as at this time, this season, he said, your wife will have a son. The Bible said that, said that uh, Abraham's wife, Sarah, heard what the Lord said. Heard what that man said. And she laughed. And the Lord said, Sarah, why did you laugh? He said, no. She said, no, I didn't laugh. He said, but you laughed. He said, but nonetheless, it will happen. God kept his word. At an age that scientifically, biologically, has been proving that you cannot have a child anymore. God said, you are going to have a child. <laughs> and not only was he blessed, not only did he have a child, the blessing continued with Isaac. Why? Because the Bible talked about what Isaac did. Isaac was doing that thing because he saw his father do it. The Bible said that Isaac will walk in the garden, praying, talking to God. That, imagine the son of a rich man, the richest man. Walking in the garden, speaking to God. Imagine, outside, in the field, Isaac would do this often, praying to God. I said that to say this, he had a connection to God. He didn't just depend on his father's connection with God. He had his own connection. He saw what his father did. And you know what? God had a relationship with Isaac. And God told Isaac, he said, I will make you great. And the Bible says that Isaac became great until he became very great. Wouldn't you like to put your life in the hands of that God? You know, we, we, are, we are in a world and in a generation where everything we want it fast. Fast food, fast cars, fast phones, fast laptops, fast computers, fast, fast this, fast that, fast, fast. And then we come to, we come to God with the same mentality. We expect a fast God. No. He is God. And he will always be God. There's nothing you can do about it. Whether you believe him, trust him, or rely on him or not, he will always be God. It's just for your advantage if you just rely on him. The only true God. Depend on God. That's what I'm trying to get you to do. Because, you know, the year, the year is fresh. And the year is not going to do anything different for you. If you don't do something, if you don't bring in something, if you don't, if you don't add something to your life, it, will, it, it, it might even be worse than 2021. What are the things that you're going to be, be, be doing differently? What are the things that you're going to be doing differently? Not the things that the psychologist told you. Or your motivational speaker told you. What are the things about God that you are adding to yourself? What are the spiritual exercises that will improve your fellowship with God? That will sharpen and enrich your fellowship with God? What are those things? The Bible says that, 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 uh, that it, is, it is good for us when we fellowship with brethren. You go, are you are, are going just going to church to attend services just as you are attending right now? That's one of the good that you can do for yourself to help you. I said Isaiah, right? Chapter number 63. Thank you, O Lord Jesus. Isaiah chapter number 63. Are you there? Let's start reading from verse 8. Isaiah 63 verse 8. He said, For he said, Surely they are my people. Hmm. I want you to follow this. Children that will not lie. So he was their savior. Verse 9 is where we are going. Pay attention to this. 
Isaiah 63 verse 9. He said, in all the affliction, he was afflicted. In other words, he called them his people. When the field, ah, yeah, don't worry, the Bible says in the New Testament, he said he is touched. Say, God is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. When you feel something, he feels it too. Why? Because there's a connection. We are, yeah, we are connected. Don't live your life without God. I, I, I beg of you. It is the biggest blunder that you can ever make to live your life without God. When I say without God, I'm, I'm not talking higher. I'm talking about the God and Father of my Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, No man comes to the Father but by me. He is the way to the Father. He said, In all the afflictions, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. He felt what they felt. Who is the angel of his presence? The Holy Spirit. Says, and the angel of his presence saved them. Isaiah 63 verse 9. And uh, he says, okay, I'm going to read verse 9 again. Says, in all the affliction, he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love, in his pity, and in his pity, he redeemed them. In his love, and in his pity, he redeemed them. And he bare them and carried them all the days of old. Did you see that? God bare them and carried them all the days of old. This is the summation of how God was good to the children of Israel. Those that he chose at the beginning as his own people. The Bible says he bared them and carried them all the days of old. Never neglected them. If there was anyone that rebelled, it was the children of Israel. Let's see. Let's keep reading. You'll see. Verse 10 now. He said, but they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Now, he tells you the spirit. He tells you the, 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 the angel of his presence. Now, he gives him an, uh, a deeper explanation, a deeper identity for us to understand. He said, verse 10, he said, but they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he was turned to be their enemy and he fought against them. One of the most dangerous things you can ever do in your life is to stand against God. To stand against Jesus Christ our Lord. That's one of the greatest things you can ever do. That will destroy you without... In fact, there will not be ashes left of you. Ashes. One of the gravest things you could ever do. That will destroy you with that trace. To stand against Jesus Christ. That's one of the most evil evil thing. Evil thing. The most evil and wicked thing you can ever do. To stand against the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me tell you. Some of you might be thinking. Well I'm not standing against Jesus Christ. I never stood against him. Brothers and sisters. It's, it's, it's not like that. As far as you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you are standing against him. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you thought until you say, hey, Jesus Christ, I'm not I'm against Jesus. No, it's not until that. No, 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 no. A thousand times no. As long as you don't believe in him, you don't depend on him, you are standing. Is it that you are in or out? There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. There cannot be a middle ground. In or, or, or out. There is none. No middle ground. No middle ground. Is it that you are in or out? Remember that angel that, that appeared unto, unto, unto Joshua? <laughs> oh, I love Joshua. Joshua was a man of war. A man of war. That angel of the Lord appeared to Joshua. The Bible says Joshua approached him and said, Are you for us or against us? 
The angel answered him, said, I am the captain of the Lord's host. Hey, Joshua went down on his knees and worshipped him. Why? Because that was the Lord. The captain of the host of heaven. I'm neither for you nor against you. You are for me. That's what he meant. You're fighting for me. I'm the one you're fighting for and I'm fighting with you. Is it that you are in or out? So as long as you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you are against him. And thereby the curse. Do you know what the Bible says? About those that believe and those that don't believe in Jesus Christ. I will show you. I will show you. Sometimes we just, we just have our own definitions of things. I'm going to read that, that scripture again. Isaiah chapter 63 verse 10. It says, But they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore he was turned to be their enemy and he fought against them. Now the question is, how did they rebel and vex the Holy Spirit? Were they cursing at God? Were they holding placards and say, eh, We don't want God. We don't. No. They didn't do anything like that. Trust me. They did not do anything like that. So how did they rebel? And how did they vex the Holy Spirit? By disobeying him. <laughs> by doing what he, by not doing what he told them to do. And the Bible says that he turned to be their enemy. See, it's not like God will actually turn to be your enemy. But you have turned to be his enemy. So, what should be working for your good will not be working to your disadvantage. It's not that he changed. He, didn't, he was not the one that turned to be your enemy. He, there's a set program. You do this, this is how you, it goes. He gives you, this the instruction. He gives you instructions and then you reap you you the blessing. You don't follow the instruction, you are doomed. That's just it. God is not turning, oh now it's against me, so now I'm going to be against you. No, God is not like that. The principle has been laid. The line has been drawn. The footprints have been walked. It tells you, walk in my footprint, fo footprints. That's what it is. So when you walk outside of that footprint, you are, you are now higher, operating in an against level. So you reap the reward of that. So they rebelled against God and vexed his Holy Spirit by disobeying him, by not doing what he told them to do. I said I wanted to show you something, right? Mark chapter number 16. Mark. Because many of you might be thinking, oh, as long as I'm not, I'm not speaking against Jesus, I'm just on my own in the middle right there, so I'm not against God. You are against him. Do you believe in him? No. You are, you're not even sure. If you ask, do you believe in Jesus? Mm, you know, I'm not against anybody. You know, I'm not against Christians. But I'm just, I just like to do my own. Your own. The God that created heavens and the earth. He redeemed you to himself. Saved you from the shackles of the devil and darkness. He gave you the only way to know and relate with him. He created this whole world. Created you. And you want to have your own, your... <laughs> Uh, you want to be on your own. Ah, that's too dangerous. You were created for him. He created you for himself. The Bible lets us know that the Holy Ghost created us for God. <laughs> oh, let me not go into that. He created you for himself. You want to be on your own. A clay, a clay pot. Telling the potter, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave you now. I'm going to be a pot all by myself. I found a place I got to go. I'm done with you, right? I'm finding my own level. So peace, I'm gone. Really? A pot. The potter made you. And the pot is not telling the potter, I'm out. <laughs> you must be drunk. <laughs> Just see it that way. Maybe you get my point. He created you. He formed you for his own glory. When a potter makes a pot and he sells or gives the pot 
to someone and they use the pot and they see that ah, man this pot is nice it's valuable is uh, is this is uh, it gets my food cooked well you know it this and that and that do you think they are giving they are recognizing the pot itself no all those praise that they are saying that they are talking about they are only making the one who made the pot rich so the praise is going to the one who made the pot the potter The pot has nothing. The pot is nothing. Because he put some gold in you. Because the potter decided to make you with gold. Doesn't mean now you are more valuable than the potter. Are you drunk? I said it's in Mark. Mark chapter number 16. It's right there. Verse number 15. Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Listen to this now. Verse 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. In other words, he's telling you, if you believe in Jesus Christ, then you are for me, you are mine. Then you reap the blessings. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Uh, I wish you know what that word damned means. It means to be condemned. To be condemned to, for shame. That means Aya Libra Kidadusata. To be condemned for judgment. Condemned for suffering. Condemned for lack. Or condemned to lack. That means you are condemned and Aya. I wish I can put it in a better, better rendering for you. It is it means condemned to enjoy suffering. Your condemnation is that you will suffer. You are condemned, and then the reward of your condemnation, your your you being damned is suffering, is lack, sickness, failure. So you see that. So you don't you don't have to carry placard and and be saying you are against Jesus before before you are against him. As long as you don't believe in him, you are damned. Someone is thinking, oh, these Jesus people, they've come again. Yes, we have come again and will always come. Because that's the only way. Haven't you thought about it? This is the same this, this, this is the same gospel people uh, governments and nations have tried to, to put down for decades they never won because no one can fight against God and they will never win in fact they don't, they don't, they, we don't they don't even have a fight with God they cannot they are not strong enough to be in a fight with God praise the Lord so I'm trying to get you to trust in God. I'm trying to get you that, you know, this is the only way. This is the only way. I'm telling you. Christianity is not a religion. Maybe you never heard that. Maybe you filled forms all your life so far and, you know, they say religion and you put whatever religion. Christianity is not a religion. I'm saying it again. It is not a religion. If you know the meaning of what of, of, of religion, you will know that Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is the divine pulsating life of God in a man. Christianity is divinity at work in humanity. Christianity is God living God alive in a human body. That's what Christianity is. That's Christianity. How is that a religion? When religion is visiting the poor, the homeless, the orphans, that's what the Bible defines religion to be. Religion is a part of Christianity, but Christianity is not a religion. Another definition of religion is, is human's way, the flesh way of trying to find God. It's in the Bible. I can show you. It's there. What do you think was happening when those people, you know, tried to, they, they, they decided to build a tower that would go into heaven so that they can go and see and know God? <laughs> How human beings think. They decided, they said they are going to build a tower and then that tower will go to God and then they will go and see God. That was what, and they were building, they started building. 
Where did you think they made that decision? Where did you think they got that 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 idea? That that's higher. That innovation from that kind of purpose. Where 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 did you where do you think they got it from? Why? How? I'll tell you. Because of religion. It was religion playing right there. Which is they were trying because there's a space in their hearts that only God can fill. Nothing else will suffice. There's a place in every human being that is only for God. Nothing else can fill that spot and that space. So man yearns to fill that place. But the, 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 the endeavor of man to seek to fill that place by themselves is what religion is. So these men, these people gathered to build the Tower of Babel so that they will go up to God because they, they, they wanted to know God fleshly. They, 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 they wanted to find God the human way. Their uncomfortable human way. They wanted to fill that spot by themselves. But no. It's, that, that idea came from the desire of them filling the space that belongs to God. It was just a, a, a desire of being connected to their creator. And that is religion. Because God never told us to find him. He never told us. Rather, he has found us. But he tells us. He said, now, come in. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. He found us. That's why he sent Jesus. And Jesus came and told us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He found us. Through our blessed Lord Jesus Christ, he found us. He just told us to accept him. And that's it, we are him. So Christianity is never a religion. It's never a religion. Let God feel that, feel that, that space that belongs to him in, his, in, in your heart. And the only way you can let God fill that space in your heart is by, is by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life and he will come in. Praise God. So don't, don't think Christianity is a religion. Like I said, I'm trying, I'm trying to get you to trust God. If you can begin to trust God as early from this now, from this moment on that the year is fresh, imagine what God can do with your life in this year. Imagine the things that you can change. Imagine, imagine how your life will be. Just imagine that. And this is why it is so important for you to attend services, for you to, 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 to be a part of a church as we are a church. Be a part. Get involved. Get involved in the things of God. Be voracious. How can I help? What is there to be done? You know, get involved. These things guide you and, and, and preserve and protect you so that you don't find yourself amongst the people that you're not supposed to find yourself. People that will advise you wrong. Do, you know, you know, and give you a wrong idea of things. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Say to yourself, say, I know who I am. Say, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm full of life. I'm blessed. And I'm moving forward. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. So you, you can trust God. You can trust God. In the history so far, it's only man that has broken, broken their promises. He's only man who, who has rebelled against God. But God has never done that. Never. And he will never do that. Because I know him. He will never do that. And my knowledge of him is sure. He will never do that. If you can depend on him and trust him. He can do more than he did for Abraham. He can do it for you. 
more than he did for Solomon. He can do it for you. He will. Just look at these men in the Bible. Abraham, Solomon, you know, all those kings, all those prophets. Isaac, Jacob. Look at them. They had one thing in common. They were men of God who chose to follow listen to my word mark the word chose who chose to follow God's instruction and his instruction alone and that was how they became who they they were look at David these were men who followed God's instruction who had a relationship with God so just 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 to bring your attention to that I'm telling you, you can trust God. You can trust him with your life. You can trust him. The apostles, the apostles trusted God so much until death. They trusted God so much they were ready to die for him. And they died for him. That was how much they trusted in him. So you can trust him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wherever you are right now, lift up your hand. Firstly, thank God. Thank God. And as you are thanking God, begin to decide in your heart and make that decision to trust the Lord in all your ways, to trust him. He will guide you by his word and you will listen and obey and do what he tells you to do because you are a child of obedience. Talk to the Lord right now. Talk it. Talk, talk. Go ahead and talk to the Lord. Speak to Him. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs. Of deliverance Whenever I am at need I will trust in you Precious Jesus I will trust in you Holy Father I declare that I am strong in the strength of the Lord, I will trust in you. Holy Spirit, I will trust in you. I declare that I am strong. With the strength of the Lord, I will trust in you. I put my trust in you, Jesus. I declare that I am strong in the strength of the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, so far, I have trusted God with my life. And I have a bunch of testimonies. I remember when I was a teenager, and most of the times that I pray, I always hear these words that the Lord will tell me. He will say to me, trust and obey. That's The Lord always told me that. He said, just trust my word. Depend on my word. He said, just trust and obey. And I will sing this song again and again in the place of prayer. Trust and obey for there's no other way 
to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey, oh, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey, when we walk with the Lord, in the light of his words, what a glory is sheds on our way. When we do his goodwill, he abides with us still, and all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but trust and obey, oh, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but trust and obey. Be all at da 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 to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Oh, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust. And hoping. You know, I will sing that song at the place of prayer because that's what I heard the Lord told me every time. You say, just trust and obey. Just keep trusting. Just keep trusting. And when I have a need, I know who to run to. Not to my parents. I run to him. Why? Because he told me, trust and obey. One day, I was in the place of prayer singing that song and the voice of the Lord came to me. He said, whatever you point to in your life that you want, he says, I will give it to you. He said, I will never say no to your request. It will always be yes. While singing that song. But even though the Lord said that, all he's asking of me is when he says, Gabriel, do this. I get tired and do it. Like Papa Abraham. When the Lord said to him, leave your father's house. He didn't say, God, to where? Give me the address. Give me the location. I don't have a GPS. He just took everything that belonged to him and left. Where? To a land that God will show him. To a city whose builder and maker is God. What kind of address is that? The question, I mean, the, the, the point is he left at God's word. That's trust. That's what I'm asking of you today. Because God is calling you to trust him. Because he's got so much in stock for you. Only if you trust him. Only if you put aside all those things you, you call for. You think you are living. No, that's not life. Oh, wait until you trust the Lord. <laughs> you will see life. Aya. You see, you see the smile on my face because I'm thinking about the so many times that I trusted the Lord and He came through. Aya. Always, never failing. Never, not one time. To you be all the praise, O God. To you be all the glory. For you are the faithful God. The only one who can be trusted. Only one. The only true and wise God. I bow before you my father. Oh hallelujah. Thank you Lord Jesus. So I'm just asking you trust and obey. Praise the Lord. I pray for you today. That the grace of God. Will mantle you. 
in your in all your endeavors in life i pray you know the bible says it says when you walk he said you will hear my voice behind you tell you go this way don't go that way god was talking in other words god wants to guide you he knows that he's supposed to guide you and i pray that in all your endeavors you will hear the voice of god and he will direct you and you will obey you will do what he says you should do i command every rebellious spirit to leave you and let you go right now in the name of jesus christ you are free from that rebellious spirit you are free from that rebellious spirit yes you are free right now in the name of jesus christ you will do his will you will walk in his path and you will be the effulgence of his glory showing forth to the world to see in jesus mighty name go and prosper this week for you is a week where you will understand trusting the lord and it's and the goodies that comes with it in jesus mighty name you are favored you are blessed in the name of the lord jesus christ you protected in jesus mighty name we pray amen thank you very much for being a part of this service god bless you i hope you had a wonderful time until next week keep living in an atmosphere of god's word and of his spirit